Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's the Fightful MMA Holy Smokes podcast with Showdown Joe and Sean Ross South. What's up, you guys? We're live. By the way, normally I kick it off to Joe to do this intro. I'm aware of the big cast news. I'm trying to find out. I'm obviously doing an MMA show right now. Uh, I'll see what I can do. But, as I told Joe off the air, this always happens. Right before we do an MMA podcast. And you said, well... So he may he may have not done anything wrong. Well, let me tell you what he did wrong, Joe. Are you ready? I am. About a month ago, well, he was still feuding with a guy named Daniel Bryan. Are you familiar with Daniel Bryan? Yes. Short fella, yes. done some yes. training at Extreme Couture, some stuff with Billy Robinson. Trained with Ben Henderson for a little bit. He feuded cool. with him, and the whole gimmick is that Big Cass is seven feet tall and Daniel Bryan's a little bit smaller. He brought out a little person dressed as Daniel Bryan and kicked him in the face, and that was okay. That was part of the storyline, but they had to change it because Daniel Bryan legitimately was bruised up so bad from chops to the chest that WWE didn't want him on TV. So they he freestyled a little bit, big cast did, and beat the living shit out of the living or little person. And he had heat on him ever since, for beating the shit out of a dwarf. Now, I don't know if that's specifically what contributed, but that's where the source of the heat that he got started. Your thoughts on this matter, Joe? Well, I mean, there's entertainment value, then there's going over the top, right? And there's understanding that, you know, you've got to be prudent when you have to ad-lib. And if you're out there, like, really hurting someone that really can't do much... I mean, you tell me, are there situations when from backstage there could be some sort of communication to the two entertainers or four entertainers or whomever are in the ring to let them know that, hey, man, like we got to switch this up or you got to don't do this or don't do that? Yes. And uh, that was an audible. It was something that was was kind of called a little bit on the on the fly. I don't want to say on the fly from the from WWE's behalf, but. They had plans for that night and for Daniel Bryan to run in and make the save and all that stuff, but they didn't want him on TV with his chest painted up the way that it was. So that's where we are. But we got MMA to talk about, and fortunately we're able to talk about it because of our boys at omg.com. That's O-M-G-H-E-E.com. Had some deer meat earlier, mixed it with some vegetables, and you know what I cooked it all in? D! And you can too. You can use that code FIGHTFULMMA at omg.com. Get your omega-3s. Get your omega-9s. I've made a real effort to up my cardio, to up my weightlifting of late. I've been feeling really good. Gee has helped me in that regard. I'm getting my vitamins A, D, E, and K 
Got that CLA. It fights cancer. Go over to omgee.com. See all of the physical benefits in which ghee can provide as opposed to margarine, as opposed to butter. And even after our MMA show a couple weeks ago, our post-225 show, James even told me off the air. He was like, man, I use ghee all the time. It's all I cook with. And now it's all that I cook with. And a jar of ghee lasts a long time. And man, I can feel the difference. I can feel the omega-3s. I can feel the omega-9s. And I want you all to feel it as well. Head over to OMG Butter on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Somebody says, was it Kentucky game meat? You damn right it was. <laughs> you goddamn right it was. Oh you know the most God. hillbilly thing I ever did in my life, Joe? No. It was in relation to deer meat. So, I had a car that I drove to the airport whenever I had... It, it was a... It was one of those uh, salvage title cars. I got it really cheap from a guy I knew and just had it to drive. I, I work from home. I don't have to drive a ton. Yeah. And I go out and see friends, grocery store, yada, yada. Car died, and it sat here for like a year, forever, just sitting there. And I was like, man, I could get somebody to haul it off for scrap metal. It's done. It's cooked. And I, I talked to a friend who runs demolition derbies. Oh, boy. And he was like, I'll buy it. I was like, how about instead of buying it, you just give me a freezer full of deer meat? Oh! Because I don't hunt. And he did. Uh, it's a deal and a half, if you ask yeah. me. He got Money the car up there and he said, oh, it's working just fine right now. And I said, give it five minutes, buddy. My deer meat was the right call. So he traded it to me and I still, I still have deer meat. It's fantastic. Deer stew. Oh, yeah. Deer fillets. It's, it's, it's just great. It's just great, and I lather it in that OMG. <laughs> lather it. It's fantastic. We got MMA to talk about, though. Not a ton of it, though. Yeah, it's a light week. It's a light week in the world of mixed martial arts, other than Dana White's Contender Series going off tonight. Uh, and, of course, what's happening uh, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern, ladies and gentlemen, UFC Singapore. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone will be in competition against Leon Edwards, where Leon Edwards is a minus 200 favorite. We'll get to that. OSP is competing. Jessica I, Jessica Rose-Clark will be on the card. Uh, we have our pro picks on the UFC Singapore card. Always fun when James Lynch gets those and puts those all together. Yes. Um, something to discuss, and I can go way back to when I got my, I don't know if it was my refing or my, no, it was my judging course with Big John McCarthy. The conversation him and I had about sidekicks to the knee and whether or not they should be banned in mixed martial arts. Well, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson wants them banned. He wants them out of MMA. We'll discuss that momentarily. Brian Caraway, is he one and done? Is, or not one and done. Is he mm-hmm. done with the UFC? We'll talk about that for sure. Uh, Brad Pickett, and this is something Sean and I talked about. Brad Pickett unretires. We kind of figured, eh, he's not ready to go yet. Well, he's unretired. Uh, we'll have an update on the whole Conor McGregor situation with the court case. Uh, Montana versus Shevchenko. Is it actually going to happen? Obviously, I think the answer is yes, but when, where, we'll discuss that for sure. And one of the hot topics in MMA right now, crossing over into the mainstream, is the whole Greg Hardy in the UFC situation. We will discuss that as well. Chris Curtis is not. Uh, Sean, where do you want to kick things up? Oh, Colby Covington. <laughs> yeah. Cassidy Covington. Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley is making some serious claims about uh colby covington's sister kind of just sliding into the dm profile and then removing her apparent uh attempts at dming to which tyron woodley says uh-uh screen capture screen capture screen capture screen capture uh and then he had a lot to say about him training with colby covington uh lots to discuss with that where do you want to start this off well, let's go ahead and start off with that because that's interesting i'm usually of the opinion you leave the families out of it she got herself involved, and with Colby Covington, almost anything's fair game in my estimation. That guy doesn't give a damn. That guy, that guy doesn't care what he says. So I think Colby Covington opens himself up to this, and her inserting herself into the situation. For example, Mike Perry taking a shot, or was it, who was it? Colby Covington taking a shot at Mike Perry's girlfriend? I think uncalled. it was Cassidy as well. Well, yeah, uncalled for. Yeah. Uncalled for shit. Yeah. And that opens Colby Covington up with that. He leaves himself open. And it's funny. 
on a future episode of Holy Smokes or and or the Listen Your Boy, I'll have opinions from pro wrestlers on Colby Covington because I spoke to Josh Matthews and Kevin Matthews or Josh Matthews and KM of Impact Wrestling, and they are uh, KM still keeps in touch with him like daily. Colby Covington and talked about the process and. Josh Matthews even said, yeah, they asked me to film something. They're like, we're going to try to piss off Tyron Woodley and go viral. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious. He knows what he's doing. He's aware of what he's doing. And, I mean, I've seen enough pro wrestling scripted promos to know when somebody's doing this stuff. So when Colby comes out there and says to James Lynch, what do you mean, James? I got a girlfriend every different day of the week. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The real playboys don't do not do it like... G- GSP doesn't say it like that. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, Joe, I have a different girl for every day of the week. Uh, no, I made him sound like kind of Italian, but he is hanging out with you, so... <laughs> that's it, that's true. He's trying to fit um, in, trying to fit in. Yeah, I mean, Colby's, Colby's going to be Colby, and, and, you know, every time we air anything with Colby on this podcast, you can see the live chat kind of light up about the shtick and it's a gimmick and it's too much and listen i get it because not everyone understands it and some people appreciate it some people don't i mean uh naming gracie can't stand it especially with the you know dylan janice or call outs so there's there's an example right there i mean conor mcgregor can do it chael sonnen did it but it's it's technically what so many of the fans in mixed martial arts want they don't want this honor system in mixed martial arts or, or, or not many do the ones that buy are the ones that buy the heat you know, that they either love someone or hate someone and, and, and they take it from there. So um, you're right. Colby has opened up himself to a lot of this. And if, if Cassidy did go in there and try and do I, I wouldn't put it past her based on what we've seen thus far on social media with some of the stuff she said and done. I, I personally wouldn't put it past her for trying to get into Tyron's head, uh, DMing him and whatnot. And if Tyron is, is telling the truth and he's got some screenshots and he will share it with the media or he'll bring it to the press conference. This could be fun. Did you see the screenshot I posted from the DM that I got recently? From, from Yes, 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 yes. The guy that was basically ripping you apart text after text after text. or Sandwich, after sandwich text. between yeah. big fan of the show, bro. Yeah. Two of them. And then in the middle yeah. was F you, F your site, some sexual slurs. It's like, okay, if I... Get that? Me. A little piddly Sean Ross Sapp. I can't imagine what Tyron Woodley gets on a much grander scale, and I wouldn't doubt that. Did it happen? I don't know. Could he be messing with Colby Covington? Hell yeah, he could, and I don't blame him one bit. Well, you saw what he said about the training camp. What did he say? Sorry. I... He basically said, hey, you know what? When we actually train together, I beat that kid so bad, or he beat him up so bad that Colby actually left the mat. Uh, and refused to train with him uh, again sort of thing uh, to the point where, he, well, I guess he was saying he was crying, uh, his toe hurt, and the next wrestling partner for Tyron was someone that had a busted up wrist because uh, Colby wouldn't come in there. And he, he says he knows anyone and everyone that was there that would, you know, he would make them testify under oath and under God's plan that they would prove and show that Colby Covington had nothing to do when Tyron Woodley and him uh, actually sparred together and trained together. Now, maybe times have changed. Uh, I don't think Colby Covington would be anywhere near afraid of taking on Tyron Woodley. This is a fight I want to see. I this is a guy. Yeah, this is a guy that's taking Tyron Woodley to the next level right now. And take, I love Take it. him to the next level of trash talk. Now keep in mind, yeah. I think that Cole, or that Tyron Woodley's trash talk was ass juice. It's terrible. It's not good. But it, it Kobe Covington has made it good. Tyron Woodley has upped his level. I like it. I'm happy about it. What I'm not necessarily happy about, and maybe it's because he's a hometown guy, but I, I don't think I showed much bias in this. Chris Curtis, not in the UFC after his, quite frankly, super kick victory on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Chris Curtis has, it's something I see all the time. He's like, man, why am I not in the UFC? He doesn't want in Bellator. He doesn't want in the PFL. He doesn't want in one. He doesn't want in any of those. He wants in the UFC. Right now, he is riding a six-fight winning streak. He's won nine of ten. That one loss was a split decision to Nashan Burrell, who has you competed at, at very high levels throughout his career, the UFC, Bellator, and that was that was uh, you know 
questionable. He's went the distance with Bilal Muhammad, went the distance with other UFC veterans, and he didn't get the call. Not only that, he broke his hand and seemed to have retired. Were your thoughts on that? Because, man, that Dana White's Contender Series was a blast last week, a perfect fill-in for Ultimate Fighter. But what do you think about Chris Curtis not getting the call? I think he should have got the call. You know, yeah. he should have got something. I mean, um, I mean, I, I read the Ally Aquinta story recently where he was just going off about Dana White and now Dana White's lost his mind, lost his touch with reality. Uh, then again, it is Ally Quinta. He just completely doesn't care anymore. And if I'm, I'm, I've said this before, maybe not on this podcast as many times as I have on, on others in the past, but you know, people are often when they've got another iron in the fire. Uh, sorry, the, the odds just changed for uh, fight night. I'll get to those in a second. Um, When someone has another iron in the fire, their free will to speak goes up. And Ally Quinta, let's not forget, is a fighter under the UFC roster, but he's also becoming quite the successful real estate agent where he makes a lot. He could potentially make a lot of money as a realtor. And remember, I deal with realtors on the daily here. Okay. They make uh, two to three times as more as what I could potentially generate as a mortgage agent per deal. Okay. So. Ally Quinta with another iron in the fire, Sean, be more than happy to rip apart Dana White because bottom line is if he loses that UFC deal, it may not matter to him or that contract. So with him going off and saying stuff about Dana White and Dana White making some of these decisions based on quote-unquote the agenda of the day, you know, you, you bring in Greg Hardy, but you don't bring in Chris Curtis who looks more of a mixed martial artist than Greg Hardy. Let's go ahead and talk about Greg Hardy. Almost objectively a piece of shit, this guy, for what he did. Yeah. Do I believe in redemption? Yes, I do. However, there's a lot of dancing around, and Dana White has said things like, oh, people who hit women have no place in the UFC ever, and this you know, now when it's convenient for him, all of a sudden they do. Where's Jason High right now? Why'd Gerald Harris get cut? Why'd John Madsen get cut? And I'm not talking like people who would went three fights winless. I'm talking like people who were three and one in the UFC who got cut. And in the case of Harris and Madsen, they didn't do shit. They didn't do anything. That being said, Greg Hardy has some next-level athleticism that was, quite frankly, frightening. So if it was frightening for me sitting at home, I can only imagine how frightening it was for the woman that he allegedly beat the living shit out of. His step-back counter and then punch was something that I would not have expected him to know at this stage of his career. He was a high-level NFL player, and not only that, he was a high-level NFL player just a couple of years ago. From a talent perspective, I completely understand giving Greg Hardy a contract because I could see this man becoming something special inside the cage. From a morality perspective, I don't agree with it. I'm not on board with it. I don't like it. I want your thoughts on all that. Needle. Move the needle. Who's moving the needle? It's all a convenience, in my opinion. Uh, It's just a convenient way of saying, you know what, if we're going to open up a spot on the roster, uh, we're going to move, we're going to add fighters or athletes or people that will move the needle, that'll generate and garner interest for our product. The more that we have, the more we can spread that quote-unquote wealth across various cards that'll drive the mainstream media to pay attention to this. Because if the mainstream media begins talking about it, writing about it, they're promoting it. And if they're promoting it, more eyeballs will be on. So Greg Hardy, you know, like you said, redemption is one thing. I get it. I understand it. You know, we all make mistakes in life. I don't think you should be ever putting your hand on a woman. Uh, man, I got women in my family that if anyone was to put their hands on them, <laughs> would be a good idea you know these Italian women will throw frying pans at your head just, like it's just just don't do it you know you, you get into an argument with a woman you get heated walk away man like you gotta get violent I don't I don't care anyways um, they didn't throw that, they didn't throw Greg Hardy a softball either Austin Lane is another former yeah. NFL fighter Greg Hardy between athlete. between amateur and pro Greg Hardy was in his fourth fight I think this was Austin Lane's 10th fight between amateur and pro. By the way, I think he had won all of them. Also, he had won 
all of them in the first round, including a 14-second and a 20-second knockout. So this wasn't like them just lobbing one up for Greg Hardy to knock out of the park. He reached a little bit out of the strike zone and knocked one out of the park. And the punch was incredible. It was high-level stuff. I was very, very impressed with that finish. But Can you man. imagine when he actually sits on his punches? I mean, yeah. if you're talking about Greg, Greg Hardy, the mixed martial artist, can you imagine when he actually lowers his base a little bit and really sits down on his punches? That's a powerful human being. I mean, it goes back to the Ultimate Fighter Season 10 uh, with some of the big boys that were on there, like you know, even with, with Brennan Schaub and some of the guys that played football, you know, these athletes. It's a different story when an athlete gets into mixed martial arts, not a martial artist that has grown up and learned mixed martial arts is when these athletes uh, from other sports come in there and have that base of just being explosive that when they learn how to technically throw a punch, it can get really scary for their opponents, man. Yeah, and he's training at American Top Team, so he's going to get some good training. Also, he is a heavyweight. He's 29 years old. You know what that means. He's got a good 10 years in him if he wants if he wants to be. This is a chance at redemption, but I think the bad taste stems from his violent past and moving into a violent sport. And I'm not talking like violent, like running in each, into each other in football. I'm talking like violent, like punching each other in the head, trying to trying to knock each other out. I think that causes some issues with people, and that's completely understandable. Also causing issues with people, Wonderboy Thompson wants to ban sidekicks to the knee, the oblique kick. I liked Ray Longo's explanation of this. Hey, you're in a sport where people are trying to knock you out and you want to eliminate this because it's inconvenient for you? My conversation back in the day with Big John McCarthy and some of the would-be referees and judges at the course as well as some of the instructors, when we brought this up, and I said it was open for discussion because I said I was 50-50 on it, it appears legitimately like it's a career-ending technique. Uh, but it also appears as if we are talking about a sport where they are there to knock you unconscious, put you in a heel hook, uh, rip your arm, take your elbow capsule and extend it past 180 degrees to ensure your arm pops, to ensure that when you are put uh, in a Kimura that your shoulder joint is wrenched in as many ways as possible. So what do we discuss? What, what do we decide upon this, guys? Let's discuss this. And Big John McCarthy said, get up, Joe. Got up with my chair, desk. We got onto the mat. He's like, give me a sidekick to my knee as hard as you can. I said, I think that the, the Sean Ross sack was, do what? Do what? What, did you, what do you want me to do, John? He's like, just do it. Or just show me the technique. And then he would just turn his knee around and blah, blah. He goes, it's not going to cause that much damage if you're planted correctly. Now, if timed correctly, can it cause damage? Absolutely. Can it hyperextend the knee? Like a knee bar, a very quick knee bar, absolutely. But you're also in a sport that is far, as far from ping pong as you can possibly imagine. So, should that technique be eliminated? I don't see. I don't think it should. I don't think it should either. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like I, having it done to me. I don't no. do it to people in training. But you damn right, I wouldn't fight. And if Stephen Wonderboy Thompson wants to avoid that. A quick way to avoid it is not get hit by it. And he said, Well, that's that's the, yeah, that's the answer, Sean. And we're talking about a guy who's an elite level striker. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that Stephen Thompson does that I don't want to see in an MMA cage. I don't want to see a lot of the timid action or the, the, the lack of action due to timidity that he provides. I'm not calling for that to be banned. I mean, I wish I could. It would be fun. But. It's not reasonable. It's not. It doesn't make sense. So I don't. It, the band elbows are, are stupid too. Ole Samuel Ole says, "Is it worse than the band elbows?" The band elbows are dumb. The fact that you can do the uh, Josh or the Travis Brown, Josh Barnett elbows, and you can't do twelve to six elbows is so weird. So weird. Uh, I, I hope that gets reversed eventually as well. Also, we mentioned Brad Pickett, unretired. He's going to fight for ACB. They are picking up some people here and there. They're, they're, they're picking up familiar names that, that can at least get a few viewers that have some semblance of history behind them. I don't blame him. Why not? 
If you can get that paycheck, go ahead and get that paycheck. Just as long as you're not in the situation where you're getting destroyed in fights where in the past you used to be able to take that type of punishment and you're not just going down uh, like a sack of potatoes, you know, like, take it, man. Do it. You may not be on the elite UFC level, but perhaps it doesn't mean you can't compete at other organizations that are just below the UFC. I mean, I, have, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. It's when you stay in the UFC. Again, we can go back and talk about the UFC structure and stuff like that, where some guys don't belong in the UFC yet are there. Like, can you imagine the absolute talent that all these organizations could have if the UFC would just simply trim that bottom half of that roster? And then some of these grassroots show would be absolutely fantastic. Now, unfortunately, the fighters probably couldn't get paid as much. Yeah. So there's a there's a you know double edged sword there. But no, no problem, man. Hey, go do it. Yeah, I'm with you. And he didn't have the best UFC run, especially since 2014. They let him hang on a little bit longer than they should have before cutting him. But I mean, good for him. Whatever. He, it's been a year, and he it's a little more than a year, and he decided to sign a multi fight deal. Get your money, man. I'm not going to fault you for that, 39 years old, whatever. If you go in there and you get knocked out in six seconds seconds and have a bunch of seizures in the cage, then maybe maybe I will, but oh well. Brian Caraway looks like he's gone out of the UFC. I do the UFC rankings update breakdowns every week on FightfulSelect.com. I released a bunch of those for free on Fightful, uh, Fightful's YouTube, youtube.com slash Fightful. So you can check those out. But if you want those in the timely fashion, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I love doing those every time they update them. He has been pulled from the rankings altogether. Needless to say, uh, probably not the best week for Brian Caraway, <laughs> as his ex-girlfriend Misha Tate gives birth. And the UFC gave birth to people who actually fight in their rankings. He has one fight in the last like two years, and it was a loss. Eddie Wineland keeps finding a way to creep into those rankings that (laughs) keeps finding a way Two wins in the last four years. And he crept right back in there. Uh, What do you think about Brian Caraway perhaps being out of the UFC? I don't know if we have any official word yet. Uh, No word yet. Um, This is something you and I have been discussing for quite some time. And it just almost felt like it was a matter of time. I don't, by the sounds of it, from what we see online and from what, appears to be considering his 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 inactivity inside the cage i I almost feel like his head is no longer in the sport i feel like it hasn't been for a long time i don't know of any ufc fighter in history that i have heard has turned down more fights than him except maybe the diaz brothers the diaz brothers turn down every fight they're given but there have been i think anywhere between six and ten fights that he has withdrawn from or turned down that being said he he's only fought once in the last two years. It was lost to Cody Stamen. I thought that he didn't look great, but his shot was still fast. And if he's got a fast shot, he can excel in Bellator. He can excel in ACB. He can excel. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him go over and fight Horiguchi. To be honest with you, at 135, I think that's a hell of a fight. He has options because he is a bit of a heel. I just wonder if he'll want to explore those options or if maybe he's done. He has, it doesn't seem as if he's been that interested in fighting. He fought once in 2015, once in 2016, none in 17, and once in 18. That's it. Not the most exciting fighter, but he was a finisher early on in his UFC career, and he's a name that people know. He was able to beat Eric Perez. He was able to beat Eddie Wineland, Aljamain Sterling. But he's got to go find – he can get money somewhere. The man can make money somewhere. And I I just hope from a personal perspective, he's okay. Do I agree with a lot of the things that he said, like about how he would knock Ronda Rousey's teeth out? No, that's horse shit. That's stupid. That's a dumbass thing to say. But, I mean, if you got to fight, man. You got to fight, and he just never did. But I hope he fights elsewhere because I think he would be a great addition to any number of promotions. Um Brian Caraway, Michael McDonald in Bellator. I would watch the hell out of that, man. I'm all for it. I, I just it's it's very confusing. It's very very interesting. Yeah. I concur. I absolutely concur. And Titan FC is looking for a new one hundred and thirty five pound champion with short with uh, Shorty Torres gone. Yeah. So Titan FC right that, there. That, yeah. You know what? That's right a there. fight I would have liked to have seen. I would have loved to have seen Caraway against Shorty Torres at one thirty five. 
Uh, Torres. <laughs> Holy is... Samuel. Look at that. Holy Samuel Ace post. <laughs> the Pitbull yeah, brothers. They, they do. <laughs> they do. They're running out. They are running. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running out, Conor McGregor appeared in court last week trying to reach a plea deal. Your thoughts? No. 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 You think they're going to run a full trial on this? <laughs> no, they should, but they won't. The guy flew across the country or the, across the world. Who knows what they were doing on that plane? Did a whole bunch of illegal stuff to get into the building. And then threw a freaking uh, dolly through a bus while showcasing the guy's insane. Or was potentially on something that made him insane. So, yeah, whatever. And before that, he jumped over a cage at another promotion and went nuts on a referee. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, man. Like, I think the plea he's, deal is completely understandable. That's what they want to do. <laughs> they don't want to take it to trial and spend a bunch of money on some idiot throwing a dolly. Why would they do that? Understood. Understood. What you you you're big on this Conor McGregor needs punished thing. You're still was, stuck oh. on it from last fall. Oh hell yeah! And we're getting closer to it being one year. Are they going to lump those charges into? Throw the book at him. Life <laughs> in Rikers. Yeah, I love the kid. I really do. But man, he's crazy. He's crazy. Man, come on now. We got. Valentina Shevchenko versus Nico Montana, Montano, supposedly on the way. And that comes from Nico Montano. Oh, boy. I don't know what to believe with her right now. You know, I'll believe you when the UFC announced it. It sounds crazy. But at this point here, because she, I mean, what was, the, what was her injury like after the fight? Was it her knee or, or was, it was her, her shoulder? Foot, I thought. I thought foot. it was her foot. Okay. Yeah, I know. I understand you got to, you know, you got to stay relevant. You're the champ, but you got to keep the headlines going and stuff like that. But this is taking a long time, man. Let's just get this thing signed or, you know, something. Like, come on, man. Yeah, and boy, that is not a good matchup for her. That is, it is. Oh boy, Shevchenko, she's just waiting. She's she's getting that belt polished up. She's getting ready for it. It's happening. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic scrap, though. I'll tell you right now, I mean, even if Shevchenko dominates her completely, I still think it's going to be a good fight. I'm always looking at a situation where it was like, you know, give benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like, Montana might be able to surprise us, you know? Highly unlikely, considering Shevchenko, uh, and there's some other fighters uh, waiting there, a certain former uh, strawweight champion, um, you know, yeah, Jacek is just chomping at the bit to get in there. So Montana's got her work cut out for her, you know, if she's to, if to remain the champ. A little bit of, uh, I don't want to say breaking news, but somewhat. UFC's estimated buys are in 250000 This is much higher than the, like, one fifty. dollars uh, Just, come on. There was no way that show was doing one fifty. 
250 they're making some money off of. I mean, 150 they're making money off of too. But uh, 250 I think is about in line. I saw it between maybe 250 and 350. What shows this? UFC 225. 225. Okay. Your thoughts? Well, wasn't 224 way lower than expected? Yes, much lower. What did it come in at? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was it was in the one hundred thousands. Gone are those days, man. They're going to get paid more off of the ESPN deal than pay per view, so that yeah. makes me wonder. At that Where's, point, yeah. do you reduce the number of pay per views? Had this exact conversation with a with a friend of mine. Um, if you're getting paid more from your broadcasting deal, that you have to look at when you structure a deal, one comes to an end, new one is going to be created or you're negotiating a new one. If over the period of time that you're signing that new deal for, you, you're estimating that over the next three, five, seven years, based on X amount of pay-per-views, you will generate X amount of dollars, Okay. If you start removing pay-per-views along the way, that long-term deal, you got to think short, mid, long-term. If you start removing pay-per-views, can that broadcasting deal that you're signing supersede or at least replace or get more out of the money you are going to make from pay-per-views? If that's the case, then yeah. I think so too. And I think a good option would be six to eight a year and really load them. And I mean – do them in your traditional big, big times. Super Bowl weekend. That used to be one for you. Yep. New The New Year's week. That was a big one. Uh, November, because you can always do the anniversary shows. International Fight Week, I think, is a good one. Maybe Memorial Day weekend. Maybe, depending on how they perform. That's five right there, and then you figure out another one. You've You've got some people on your roster that can carry pay-per-views but you're not going to have GSP you may or may not have John Jones Brock Lesnar even if he comes back ain't going to work out for a while Ronda Rousey's gone Daniel Cormier is going to retire I think they, they've got some stars waiting in the wings but man I would ride this ESPN deal and make pay-per-views special make pay-per-views That's special also supposed to be from day one right yes exactly UFC Performance Institute is recommending that fighters stay within 10% of weight class on fight night. Uh, I think they should stay within that at all times. I'm all about Andy Foster hurrying up and getting the Association of Boxing Commissions to all confirm that they will do the hydration tests for every single fighter out there. Yeah. I had heard a thing where Kenny Florian was saying... Well, it's not like some giant percentage of people are failing with the early weigh-ins. Well, they are, like almost triple. But the thing is, you don't punish the people that are doing it right. You are figuring out who should not be at the weight divisions that they are competing at. I hate the idea. I hate the, let's see how small we can get and then fight. I That is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. I hated it in wrestling. I hated it in submission grappling. I hate it. In MMA. I don't like it. I want to find out who the best fighters are at that weight division. And just because you got to that for a fraction of your day doesn't mean you were the best at that division. What GSP did at 185, that was impressive. Conor McGregor at 155, you know what? If he's 168 to 172 and he wants to go to 155, I don't have a damn problem with that. Don't have a problem with it. I mean, you lose four or five pounds if you work out really, really vigorously. Go to a wrestling class. That'll happen. But, man, the extreme weight cutting is absurd. Is absurd. I mean, did you read some of the studies long-term, what it can do to somebody's kidneys and liver? Oh, I know, because I almost shut my own kidneys down, dropping from about, oh, 170, 171 at the time to 149.9, which is what the OGC... The the weight divisions were. I did a test cut and I made it. And my and now keep in mind, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was in my early to mid twenties and didn't know a lot about what I was doing and didn't have the system that our team has set up now. But it's like it shut my body down. And the nurse practitioner I saw said, "You can't do this. You're gonna have to go up." So there I went. I was about one fifty 
153, 152 a couple days before trying to be on weight ahead of time. And I had to try to gain all this weight and get up to 165 to 170, I think it was. And it, I still, sometimes I'll feel my body, like the aches and pains that I had because of that, I still experience. Now keep in mind, I wasn't dealing with a Dolce, I wasn't dealing with Lockhart or anybody great like that who knows what they're doing to get these athletes down to that. I was a very uneducated, dumb person, but I have felt the ramifications of what that can do, and it sucks. But yeah, I, anytime I even see fitness athletes, my friends who are doing fitness competitions, yeah, I I'll, got mes- lots. I'll message them and I'll say, I know you're doing this for the first time, please learn about what you're doing because I didn't and I could have killed myself doing it. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the world, the discussion right now in the live chat is, you know, how much weight on average do most UFC fighters cut? 15 to 20 could be uh, pretty much normal, all right? 15 to 20, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, Some almost fight within their weight class. You know, they literally cut, you know, seven to eight pounds. But for the most part, it is 15 to 20 pounds. But yeah, times have changed in terms of how to do it properly or at least attempt to do it properly. This whole early weigh-in versus late weigh-in, uh, it, it, to me, it's a very strange debate to have because it went. It was always normal weigh-ins, and no one really ever complained. And then it went to early weigh-ins, and few people complained about it going to early weigh-ins because, quote unquote, it gives the fighters time to recover or more time to recover for fight night. So there was sort of that benefit right there, which I tend to agree with. But then you started getting into situations like we all have seen, Sean, that so many fighters have, are missing weight with the early weigh-ins. So the, the, the stats are more fighters are, lose, are, are missing weight as part of the early weigh-ins than at the time when there were the original weigh-ins. So, I mean, for Dana White to make the assessment that, you know what, we're going to go back to the original weigh-ins uh, without consulting the fighters or a lot of the fighters is very strange to me. Um, bottom line is... And I, 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 look, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a professional athlete. I do work out five times a week. I monitor my diet. Uh, there's always things that I could improve upon. But if I sign a contract, Sean, to make a specific weight weeks in advance, I have weeks in advance to make that weight. Okay? And if I know I can make that weight seven weeks from now, eight weeks from now, and I sign that dotted line... It's up to me. It doesn't matter if that weigh-in's at 7 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock in the morning. Once I know when it is, I will do what I can to do the research and understand here's what my body does in these types of scenarios. Here's how my body reacts with these types of foods. Here's how my body reacts when I drink eight glasses of water a day, when I water load. Chris Wyman told me some amazing water load stories. Gallons of water a day. Here's how my body reacts. I know what to do so that seven to eight weeks from now, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you're a professional. Legendary, the line. legendary UFC cutman Leon Tabs passed away. Do you have any interactions with Leon? Very, very rare. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, it's not like Stitch Duran. Like, I mean, this is. I mean, like Stitch Duran did this for me. I don't know if you can see that, guys, girls. Is that on the screen? It's pretty. Like, awesome. That's my hand wrapped up, and I'm not sure because Stitch, Stitch Duran did either. He gave me two options. He could do a. Uh, uh, a grappling wrap or a striking wrap. I think I went with the striking wrap, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, Anyways, that's a that cooler would... one for sure. Yeah, right? So um, Stitch did that for me. Leon's has, I think, if I'm not mistaken, high buy, how are you, sir, kind of scenario mainly. Um, he wasn't much at the time of a guy that was, you know, not that he didn't care about the media, he was just quiet, man, very reserved individual, uh, didn't really go out whenever he was around the UFC media at the time to, to say much, whereas, you know, Stitch was always, you know, joking around. I'd see him walk around the hotel or, or the MGM or, or, or Mandalay Bay. We would shoot the breeze or whatever city we were in, right? So not much, but every interaction I had with Mr. Tabs was absolutely, you know, hi, bye, how are you, friendly, you know, you know thank you for all the work you've done sort of thing, right? So cool guy. Yeah, our condolences go to his friends, family, fans, Sage Northcutt coming back. He's going to fight Zach Atow at UFC Boise. I think this is a fair matchup for him. That's going to be a fun fight. Yeah, it is. It's a test. It's a good, good scrap for both guys. I really like it. Just to go back one, one, one second, 
regarding um, the passing of Leon Tabs. Have you ever, you know, do you ever send an email off to people? And this can go with everyone in the chat or listening in right now. You ever send off an email cordial to the very beginning? Hey, how you doing? Uh, hope all is well. You ever do that to start off your email? Yes. Yeah, so I sent an email off earlier today to uh, uh, one of my clients. Uh, I need a, um, um, he was one of my number one clients uh, for my one business, my team video. And I said, listen, man, I said uh, to him and his wife, I said, uh, hey, Sean, hey, hey Rose, um, would it be possible, I hope you guys are doing well, haven't talked in a couple months, hope your summer's going fantastic. Um, would it be possible to get a copy of the actual digital team picture that you got for the video I did for this team, this team, and that team? Uh, no rush. Whenever you get a chance, that would be absolutely fantastic. Feel free to reach out to me anytime if you have any questions. I got a reply 10 minutes later, Sean. And it was Rose who basically said to me, Joe, I've got bad news. Sean passed away from a heart attack on Sunday. Uh, whoa. So I'll be uh, after the show here. I'll be trying to figure out where the wake is, where the funeral is. That That one hit me hard. I was like... And I've, I've, for, for the past couple of months, every time I put, I hope all is well, when I yeah. message someone I haven't had a chance to speak with over a month or so, I'm always like, please don't tell me this bad news coming back. So there's there's an example right there. Sorry to get off track there, but I was just kind of, I uh, want to say uh, what's up to Rose and everyone at the family there. Hope, uh, you know, Godspeed. Sage, Zach, I like the fight. I really, really do. I think it's going to be a, a good test, especially for Sage. But Zach can, can you know, it's, it's a anytime you can beat Sage Northcutt, Sean, it looks good on your resume for whatever reason. We got UFC Singapore coming up. Let's hear what the pros think of the main event. And Leon Edwards, I mean, come on, is it, what is Donald Cerrone even doing still fighting? You know, I know he, he, I heard him calling for Khabib, and I was like, come on, Donald, like, listen, listen, I, I, I get, I get it. You got some friends around you, but they ain't really your friends because. You've been taking way too many whoopings. I mean, come on, bro. Sit, sit down somewhere. Uh, go ride a steed and, and hope you don't fall off that motherfucker. Keep your, keep your brain intact. Uh, you know, I, I don't know anything about, you know, the other uh, Leon Edwards or whatever. I don't know who that is. But uh, Cowboy Cerrone, you know, he's an old broken down cowboy, you know, broke back mountain style. So, you know, I, I don't know how much left he's got to give. But, you know, I, I don't really have a pick for that fight. I'd imagine Cowboy. I know he's hungry, man. He needs it. That's for sure. Cowboy definitely needs a win. So, uh, hopefully Cowboy. Man, I'm going to go with Cowboy, man. I think he's no vent. He's savvy. He's got good striking. Even if he does get taken down, uh, he's got good jets off his back. And I think he'll be able to get up or submit him from the bottom. I didn't know that fight was going on. Um, I got a roof for Cowboy at all times. Uh, I got Cerrone. Cerrone's my favorite. I know he's a slow starter, but he's my favorite. I like him. Um, I think Cowboy has this fight. I mean, uh, Cowboy's in a position now where um, he's realizing that his days in MMA are, are numbered and he wants to go out there and, and give out his best performances. So um, I think he's going to go out there and try to make easy, quick work. Not so easy, but quick work of uh, Leon Edwards. Uh, just get right back to it and keep moving forward in the division. Yeah, I fought Leon. I fought Leon. So he's he's a tough guy. I, I felt it inside the cage. He's a tough guy. I believe he has a, a little bit of an advantage because he can fight, he can pressure the guy and take the fight on the long run. And I think that sometimes Cerrone struggles with that. But if he try, if he comes in to really strike with, with Donald, I think Cerrone is going gonna, is gonna to get a knockout. So you never know. It's, it's a hard fight to call. I will give a slight edge to Leon just because I fought him. I know how he is inside the cage. But I don't know. You never know. UFC Singapore this Sunday, or Saturday rather. 8 a.m. Donald Cerrone, Leon Edwards. We will cover that show on this show next week. I had originally thought about doing a post show that day. However, considering that there is no UFC on next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, I thought it would be better served for us to break this show down next Tuesday. Not exactly one people are saying, man, God damn. God, Sean, I can't wait for you to break down Li Jingyang versus Daichi Abe. And it's a good damn thing because I don't know a whole lot about either one of them. Uh-huh. But we got Donald Cerrone, Leon Edwards, OSP and Tyson Pedro, Jessica Rose Clark, and Jessica I. And then you have, like, a lot less on the prelims. And I mean a lot, lot less. 
Maybe let's see yeah. who match. Rolando Dye and, and Shane Young would be a good fight, and Jake Matthews. Well, Jake Matthews is a minus five thirty five favorite. I shouldn't say it's going to be a great fight. I mean, the but only, other than that, the only familiar names on there are guys who have lost a couple fights in a row in the prelims. You have in Hawaii or um, Naoki. He's he won his debut. I think he is a flyweight, so I'm interested to in see how he does. Anytime a flyweight's emerging, I'm looking forward to that. You have Jake Matthews on the prelims. He's won a couple fights, had lost a couple before that, so he doesn't necessarily uh, fit that bill. But Ishihara and Peter Yan, Peter Yan's debut. Uh, I know that Peter Yan did great in ACB, won their Bantamweight Championship. Is there anything? Favorite. Yeah. What are some of the, the lines that stand out to you on these prelims, and who are you looking forward to seeing? Oh, Peter, Peter Yan's minus 475. That's a huge, huge line right there. Um, I, I think it's a good line too. But uh, anytime you're fighting any Japanese fighter, you know you are in for an absolute throw the kitchen sink at him type of fight. They don't go away. They don't go away. They'll just keep coming at you. It's just part of the heritage, part of the culture. Uh, Jake Matthews taking on Enzai at minus five thirty-five is Jake Matthews. That is absolutely huge. I, I, I do. Um, the Jessica I, Jessica Rose Clark. Now, Jessica I is plus 120. Um, you know, Jesse Jess is minus 140. I'm looking a little bit at that thinking, okay, I can see why the Lions are at that. Uh, OSP and, and Tyson Pedro at minus 125. I, I, I would think Tyson Pedro should be more in the minus 150, minus 170 area. Uh, the Leon Edwards at minus 200 against Donald Cerrone at plus 170. I I can see why there's a separation between the two, uh, and not because Colby Covington's comments about uh, Donald Cerrone. Uh, Zach McDowell in the live chat says, does Colby try not to piss off everyone? Like, yeah, no, I get you, bro. Like, I understand exactly what... I mean, those comments were... Come on, Colby, really? Uh, but yeah, I- I'm looking at that, and-, and I think you and I should be discussing something pretty serious come Tuesday, should Donald Cerrone... Uh, not emerge victorious in this fight, and or if Donald Cerrone gets knocked out in the first round. In this yeah, that would game. be four of his last five if he lost in general. He was able to beat Yancey Medeiros, but I mean, Leon Edwards is, he's won five in a row, and he knocked out Peter, or finished Peter Sabata with like one second left. Yeah. And that's not typical of him. If he fights, it's going to the third round at the very least. The only time it hasn't was his eight-second knockout of Seth Bozinski. So you're either looking at an eight-second knockout or a three-round fight out of out of Leon Edwards. And I'm sure that's what Donald Cerrone is prepared for. I hope he is at least prepared because Cerrone kind of known sometimes for, for maybe not showing up prepared. I think Leon Edwards is going to find a way to win this. But I, I think the fact that Leon Edwards fight... I don't know, man. Donald Cerrone fights everywhere. They, they'll throw him in Poland. They'll throw him in the U.S. Yeah. Now in Singapore, or at least of late, uh, Canada. Like he'll, he'll fight a little bit of everywhere. I know he fought in Tokyo before. He never fought anywhere like Singapore, but nowhere. Neither has uh, as Leon Edwards. I, I'm going with Edwards here, but I I don't know when it will be. I thought this was it for Cerrone before the Ed or the Madero's fight. I thought that, that time had finally caught up with him. And those cage miles are racking up. Edwards, however, I think is on the ascent, and I think he's going to pull off this victory. Um, yeah, you know what? As much as I want my heart to say, you know, Donald Cerrone is going to win. At this point here, it, it's I can I'm, not that he's in the twilight of his career, Sean, and everyone listening right now. I just think that. It's time, man. I think uh, I hope he proves me wrong. I just think Leon Edwards is, is the next line coming up, and, and Donald's going to have to, you know, do what he can to prevent that line from taking over. But it's going to be a tough fight. Leon Edwards brings the pain, brings the speed. Um, not that Donald Cerrone doesn't have the skills to compete. It's just that the skills are are, are there. They just they they aren't who they were, um, or who he was, you know, three four years ago. It's going to be a tough fight. I'm, I'm leaning towards Leon Edwards in this fight as well. OSP versus Tyson Pedro. I think Tyson Pedro's taking this one home unless OSP wrestles him. But the thing with OSP is it's it's what John Jones said. He's so green, even at this stage of his career, a decade in and 33 fights in, 
he's so green and raw that sometimes you don't know what he's going to do because he doesn't know what he's going to do. I think that Tyson Pedro probably lands a big strike and finishes OSP, but I'm not putting OSP wrestling him out of the, out of the question. Well, that's the whole thing. I think OSP needs to get this fight down on the ground and look for his little uh, Von Flew choke there. Uh, but other than that, Tyson Pedro brings it, man. This could get real ugly. And I, I don't know what the travel time for Tyson is, but I'm pretty sure OSP has to travel a lot more and get used to that time zone more than what Tyson Pedro has. And that could play a huge difference. So if he doesn't calculate that correctly, that could hinder his performance. Uh, OSP, as we all know, is, is just one of those guys that Sean and I talk about all the time where you, you just, at this point, you don't know which one shows up, right? Which guy shows up, which fighter shows up. We keep thinking he's right there, he can do much better, and then something crazy happens. And then he pulls off these, you know, the same submission over and over again that should never be pulled off at a high level of mixed martial arts. So you just never know. But the minus 125, I think, is actually its value because it should be a little bit higher, in my opinion. I think Tyson Pedro should be a little bit uh, more of a favorite. The other top fight on this show, Jessica Rose Clark against Jessica I. All that you heard for years and years and years was... Jessica I is only losing because she's she's a bantamweight, and that's it. That's the only reason she's really a flyweight. They started this division. She eked out a split decision over Kalindra Faria. Jessica yeah. I ranked number ninth. Clark number ten. Clark comes into this into this fight winning two in a row in the UFC. Also won in Titan last year in August. She returned to flyweight for the UFC last November. I'm gonna go with Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah, same thing here. I don't think Jessica I has proven anything to anybody uh, over the past, what, four or five fights um, that had us thinking way back when, when she fought Sarah Kaufman, where we were like, whoa, whoa, what is she bringing to the table here? She's bringing some skills. She's bringing some heat. She's bringing some fire. Nothing has shown me in the past you know, three or four fights that says to me, you know what, she's back on it. She, she's on the upswing. Um, you know, I, I don't think these two, I mean, they're, they're ranked nine and ten in this division, um, I, I, it is what it is, but I'll, I'll go with Jessica Rose Clark in this one. Well, I would imagine that everybody on this card is ingesting their ghee from omghee.com. You all can find them at omghee butter. Let them know you heard about them from us. It really helps. Let's uh, let's them know that uh, their reach is extended by our podcast. Use that code Fightful MMA and it'll get you a discount. This stuff lasts quite a while. If I were to get Von Flu choked, eating a piece of chicken with ghee is the only thing that would make me feel better about myself. In the time that we've started this podcast, it's gotten so dark outside, if you couldn't tell. Weather changing. We had some bad weather here yesterday. Uh, nice and sunny over here. Hopefully it stays sunny. Got to, uh, it's my first of three soccer practices this week, followed by a tournament on Saturday. So little boys got to start running around, get some drills going. So you've heard the news, right? Which is? Coming back to Canada. Yeah. In uh, August. Late August. Oh, you August. are? Yes, I'm coming I back to I thought you meant Canada. the World Cup. I'm sorry. No, yes, hell, okay. I don't give a shit about the World Cup. I do. The I U.S. aren't in it this year. I don't care. Or this, this time Either. around. Either is Italy, but I've watched every single game, and there's one recording right now, and i got two to catch up on. Um, <sighs> August. Yes. Hopefully I get to see you. Hopefully. I'm very excited to get to go to Niagara Falls, a Jays game. It's going to be a good time. I love Toronto. If you are in the Toronto area, let me know. I'll come say hi to you if I have some time. If you're in the Niagara Falls area, let me know. Our boys at omghee.com sent me a picture of a jar of ghee in front of Niagara Falls, actually. (laughs) It was a beautiful view. It was great. It was great. Classic. So what do you have going on this week, Joe? Same old, same old, man. Lots of soccer stuff. Lots of uh, doing some research here with some of these odds here. I want to see some more. i got to watch these fights. Um, hopefully 8 a.m. I'll be able to watch, but I do have a soccer festival for my son and the team on Saturday. But other than that, work, work, and more work. And, of course, you know, every time Fightful tweets something, I'm like, what's just going on here? What kind of story do they have up right now? And, of course, uh, props to James Lynch for doing all that work that he does. Fantastic stuff. Guys, you all can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow Joe at Showdown Joe. Follow us 
at Fightful Online. Visit FightfulMMA.com. Click that exclusives tab. You'll see all kinds of interviews from our boy James Lynch. And most importantly, spread the word. It's very, very hard to break in as a wrestling site, a boxing site, an MMA site, much less all three. Because, I mean, that's triple the budget, that's triple the content, that's triple the work. So you all spreading the word and saying, I like this from Fightful.com. I like this from FightfulMMA.com. I can't tell you how much that helps us and how much we appreciate it. Guys, I will go live in moments talking big cast. Dry up your britches. It'll all be okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.